events filled with beer. Christmas is here. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. Put Put down the liquor. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. Walk away from the bread. Drink water before you eat dinner. Hit the gym before you go to grandma's house. Merry, 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 merry Christmas. Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast. Hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan World Naturals Bikini Pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Well, happy December, everybody, and welcome to the 45th episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. I am your joyous holiday host, Sam. I wish more people would participate in my healthy vegan cookie exchange, Shorky. And I am Sarah. Ho, 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 Shorky. You are a ho. Good one. And I've tried your cookies, and I said no because I feel like you'd be on the way better end of that deal. Well, the good news, I guess, is that it means we vegans aren't forced to eat 80,000 cookies every holiday season because no one ever really wants the vegan participating in their cookie exchange. True. Yeah, have you encountered that too? Already I've had a couple clients say, I'm going to make you some cookies. I'm like, we should do a cookie exchange. And they're like, yeah, no, I don't want your cookies. But you know, I don't really blame them. We don't really want to participate anyway because we don't want to receive a bunch of non-vegan cookies. So anyways, getting off topic. But yes, folks, this episode is to kick off the holiday season. And it gives us a great reason to talk about a topic that I have been wanting to address since the very beginning of this podcast, and that, my friends, is binge eating. Dun, dun, dun. Yep, binge eating is actually the most common eating disorder in the United States, affecting an estimated 2.8 million people in the United States. It's crazy, right? That's a lot. And did you know that it affects three times the number of people who are diagnosed with both anorexia and bulimia combined. And it's also most common among women, no surprise there. However, it's also the most common eating disorder among men as well. And if you're a binge eater and you're wondering what are the typical symptoms and how do you classify whether you are a binge eater or not, it basically means that you're eating really fast and past the point of feeling full. You're also probably experiencing some form of shame or guilt around your binge eating. Binge eaters also love to eat alone, usually because they're embarrassed about the amount of food that they're eating. I know that this is something I've talked a lot about on my blog and probably on the podcast, but during my first year of competition prep, when I was doing my fitness competitions, I definitely binged in isolation 
and secrecy. And although I had granted myself a weekly cheat meal, I can now recognize that the fact that I wanted to hog out on an entire vegan pizza and five desserts from Whole Foods in private in one sitting to the point that I was feeling sick and literally unable to move, I can now realize, yeah, that's not really healthy. But of course, at the time, I was granted a weekly cheat meal. So it was the only time I got to enjoy myself once a week. So I was like, yeah, damn right. I'm going to eat as much as humanly possible. And I actually wrote a post all about cheat meals. And I will include a link to that in the show notes for this episode. But yeah, clinically speaking, when somebody feels the need to do this kind of binging, bingey behavior in private, or say they're planning their binges around or instead of any kind of social obligation, that is probably a pretty big indicator that you do have binge eating disorder. And that's definitely a time to ask yourself why you're doing this and and what's going on with that behavior. The thing is, it's been proven that whether it's eating, drinking, doing drugs, shopping, there's all kinds of bingey behaviors out there, but all of them, no matter what it is, they all have similar causes. And no matter what your poison might be, we're all doing it as a way of dealing with shitty emotions that don't feel good or healthy. Now, I'm not saying that's the case necessarily when I was in competition prep because I was on a very strict diet and I was actually allowed to do that, but it definitely led to unhealthy behavior later on. I'm very torn on my thoughts on cheat meals, but anyway, I will share that story that I wrote that kind of explains the good and the bad when you're on a strict diet, why I think cheat meals can actually be good for you. For instance, giving yourself like a refeed meal boosts your levels of leptin, which can actually help with weight loss. But anyway, I don't want to get too off topic here. In most cases, people who do suffer from binge eating disorder, they usually suffer from other things like anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, or other issues that can definitely affect their quality of life. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that knowing what your triggers are can definitely help to minimize the damage. But I kind of really wanted to focus on holiday eating in particular this episode. So since we started with such a lovely festive song, let's try to keep it light and not go down a depressing dark tunnel here. And let's dive into instead the main reasons why we binge eat our way through the holidays. Yeah, because I was thinking if holiday binging counts, I think it's safe to say that the whole world has an eating disorder. Well, it certainly doesn't help that as humans, we're kind of hardwired toward bingey behavior. And like, think about it, our ancestors regularly went long periods without food. And then once they found the food, they would literally eat everything in sight. And that's kind of how like we started life. Yeah, good point. Mm. And also, I mean, the holidays, they're all about family and friends. And there's a huge connection between food and socializing. Yeah, totally. It's the everybody else is doing it, so I might as well too mentality, right? Super common and kind of (laughs) what we did at the cottage this summer. Yes. Yeah, if anyone wants to tune into that do as we say, not as we do episode where we talk about we had the best of intentions and then as soon as we got to the family gathering this summer, every day we got worse and worse with our gluttony. Yeah, I'd prefer not to think about it. But yeah, basically... (laughs) 
<laughs> there's nothing like the collective consciousness of a group of people all hogging out on all the food and drinking all the booze to suck you right in like a tractor beam and of course start inhaling every cracker, cookie, and chocolate in sight. I mean, we've all been there, but just remember this, guys, as misery loves company, so does indulgence. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's good. But I mean, let's be real here. There's also, there's this combination of family and, and foods from your childhood. And there always seems to be like a bottomless pit of food everywhere you turn during the holidays. Mm-hmm. I feel like even the strongest of willpowers cannot avoid the temptation. True. But as I always tell our many clients who email us before every big holiday or say they're going on vacation or whatever, they always ask for tips on... I'm staying the course and what I always tend to say is that willpower is like any other muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it will get. And I see this all the time. It's kind of like self-reinforcing. So every time you can say, no, I'm not skipping the gym just because it's cold outside or no, I'm not going to pick up that container of holiday veg nog just because it's on sale and it's the holidays. Although I totally admit the first time I saw the so delicious holiday nog at the grocery store, I bought it. I've I've never been much of a nog fan. See, I always love the eggnog, but it's very easy to make a healthy vegan eggnog. Well, I wouldn't know about healthy, but healthier than the ones you can find at the store. And maybe I'll include a recipe for that. Actually, I do have a recipe for it in my holiday ebook, which I am giving away to anyone I've decided listening as a nice little holiday gift from Jacked on the Beans stock but in return we are asking you to leave us a review on itunes then send us a screenshot of your review and i will gladly send you a copy of my holiday cookbook for free well not really for free because we want the review in exchange but yeah there was some bribery there yeah Yeah. but whatever but anyway whatever you can do to kind of reinforce good behavior it really does give us that much more strength to resist the temptation next time. And I know I'm probably sounding like a broken record, but when we do that inner work and we really learn to appreciate ourselves enough to make more conscious, healthy decisions, we kind of just naturally become that much more optimistic. And we honestly, guys, like do start to take more control of our lives. Man, are you ever full of shit right now? Are you trying to claim that you don't pound back mom's mushroom turnovers and brownies every Christmas? Yeah, mom said she already made mushroom turnovers. They're in the freezer already for me. Well, no, and I just admitted I bought a jug of holiday nog the second I saw it. But yeah, that's kind of why I really want to dive into this on the podcast. Because I don't want us telling everybody that they can't enjoy themselves over the holidays. Because I'd be a total hypocrite if I didn't say that I don't stuff my face too. After all, like even the most hardcore diet disciplinarian can still get shot when surrounded by the enemy. Nice one. And hell, you add booze to the equation and you're probably twice as likely to say, ah, screw it. But on that note, for any of my competitors or any fitness competitors listening or anybody who is trying to stay on a diet over the holidays, I really do feel for you. I've been there and I know that dieting can definitely make the temptation so much worse because when you're in a caloric deficit, any amount of 
calories that's below a normal stable amount, your body is absolutely going to signal to your brain, eat, it's time to eat, feed us, we're hungry. And if this is going on while you're inconveniently located next to a plate of starchy sweet goodness or whatever, I'm sorry to say it, but you're probably going to get overruled. And that brings me to my number one tip for avoiding holiday food binges and unwanted weight gain. Give up? No, it would be never go to a holiday function hungry. So yeah, I thought it would be fun to include a whole bunch of tips on this episode for how to avoid binging your way through the holidays. Isn't that fun, Sarah? Sounds like a great time. Yeah. So tip number one, never go to a holiday party hungry. Be sure to fill up on something healthy before you head out the door. And another thing you should always do before you head to that holiday party is tip number two, get your ass to the gym in the morning as well. Not only is this going to help kickstart your metabolism, but it's going to give you a reason to carb up later on, which is more than likely going to happen at any holiday function. But more than anything, it's going to prevent you from feeling super guilty for being a lazy piece of crap. So even if it's snowing and freezing cold outside, or maybe like my gym, it's closed on all the big holidays, but still lots of stuff you can do. Get 20 or 30 minute plyometric body weight workout from home. And I'll even link up a good one uh, that you can do that doesn't take much time at all or require any equipment whatsoever. And if you don't even have 30 minutes, if you are so busy wrapping presents and preparing food or whatever, even just five minutes is still going Going to help you keep that holiday hog fest weight off. After all, when you think about it, like one pound of fat is 3,500 calories. So that's a lot of calories to consume. So maybe try to go to the party a little bit later, help yourself out by burning a little bit of calories earlier in the day and hell, get outside and shovel the driveway or something. So Sarah, what will you be doing Christmas day morning since you have little kids at home? Are you gonna still try to do some form of activity? Hell no. Great. You're no ready. intention whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, tip number three. Always offer to bring healthier, vegan, veggie-filled appetizers and side dishes to your holiday party. Okay. Isn't that just a vegan rule no matter what? Yeah, totally. But I think we all do that more than anything to ensure we have something to eat other than steamed vegetables and a bun. But for the purpose of avoiding feeling like a disgusting bloated pig, instead of bringing something to impress everyone else, be selfish. Bring something that you know is healthy. I like to ensure I have a ton of chopped veggies and I'll usually bring hummus as an appetizer or I'll do my white bean dip with some yam chips. Both of those recipes actually are in my ebook. I'll link that up in the show notes. Also homemade fresh salsa and organic tortilla chips is a relatively healthy option or even store-bought salsa if you really don't have time or you're feeling especially lazy. Sometimes I'll make a mango salsa for a different spin on a healthy favorite. And of course, my gingerbread protein balls, they might look like reindeer turds, but they sure make a great high protein dessert option for the vegan health freaks out there. Or if you're a competitor and you don't want to be tempted. And they taste like cookie dough. 
yeah, they're quite tasty actually. That is a recipe that is up on my blog and I'll link that up in the show notes too. As for accompaniments to the actual dinner, I love bringing a roasted garlic cauliflower mash as a good substitute for my mom's standard mashed potatoes. You can also never go wrong with a salad. I have a great fennel and beet salad recipe in my holiday cookbook. Also have a great sauteed kale with dried cranberries side dish and roasted Brussels sprouts with coconut bacon. And if anyone, again, would like a free copy of my holiday cookbook, all you got to do is leave us a review on iTunes, email us a screenshot of your review, and we will gladly send that to you. But anyway, if you're like me and you always feel like you're missing protein at every holiday meal, you can even bring your own main. My go-to is a lentil loaf. Again, there's a good recipe in my holiday ebook as well as a seitan roast if you're looking for a really low fat high protein option and I'll link up my favorite holiday lentil loaf of all time that I always make every Thanksgiving and that has a delicious cranberry glaze and I just randomly found it on the internet several years ago and I I make it every year. Oh really? That lentil loaf is very good. Yeah there's like 80,000 vegetables in it. Some walnuts, some oats, all kinds of good shiz in there. Yeah, I'm a fan. What do you usually bring to mom and dad's? I can't even think. Well, this year I won't be bringing jack shit because I'll be recovering from my hip replacement surgery. And right. yeah, as much as I love to cook, I'm very disappointed I won't be able to this year. Yeah, I should mention too, guys, that our beloved little Sari is going in for a major surgery tomorrow. She's getting a hip replacement, so let's all send her some loving, healing vibes although by the time this uh, episode yeah. goes to air be too late yeah <laughs> your surgery will be long over but that's good news for you right? I, I will still appreciate the loving healing vibes just don't send me emails because I won't be working yay for me I get to do triple the work mm, and I'll be high as a kite and binge watching Netflix and I'll be busy as fuck whilst also having to help her make vegan lasagnas and casseroles so that she has food to sustain her during her recovery since she won't be able to walk. By the way, if anyone is looking for an awesome vegan lasagna recipe, I will be posting that very soon on my blog. And it is literally the healthiest, tastiest vegan lasagna ever, but super hearty, reminiscent of those cheesy comfort classic lasagnas from our childhood. And this one doesn't even use any oil. But anyway, Sarah would also really appreciate your iTunes reviews to help with her recovery yes yeah thank you for using me for your self-promotion it's called pity promotion ah okay but anyway let us get back to the holiday tips for avoiding binging your way through the holidays tip number three drink plenty of water before after and during your festivities Yeah, that one I'm definitely guilty of. See, I think I'm pretty good about drinking water all the time. Yeah, you drink more water than any human I've ever seen, so yeah. (laughs) And that's why I have such beautiful skin and no one thinks I'm as old as I am. Well, I can say the same thing and I don't drink a third of the water. How do you use bar soap to wash your face and yet you still look as young as you do? I don't know, good jeans? Yeah. Thank you, Mom. All right, 
Tip number four. Oh, and I should have said too with tip number three, the more water you drink, the less likely you are going to eat a copious amount of food. Often hunger is confused for thirst. So even though you might not feel thirsty, still drink some water anyways because chances are you will not eat as much food if you are very hydrated. Thankfully, at our parents, they have a wood stove that makes it <laughs> so effing hot that if I don't drink five liters of water in the eight-hour period that I am there, my lips literally start to crack and peel. So yeah, yeah. we luck out in that sense. You're forced to drink water, otherwise you might actually die. Tip number four, do not eat carbs early that day before, of course, you arrive at your holiday shindig. I know we're going to eat carbs once we arrive at our parties. So my whole thing is if you limit them in the morning, it will allow your body to burn more carbs later on in the day. Now, I know a lot of people will actually fast altogether in the morning and afternoon and then head over to their holiday dinner that night. Now, I know what a lot of people will do, and the rationale makes sense, is that they'll just fast the whole morning and even afternoon leading into the day of their holiday party and they're thinking, well, if I just starve myself all morning and afternoon, by evening I'll eat whatever the hell I want and it'll all balance out. But I would not suggest this, especially if you don't do intermittent fasting on the regular. If you are normally an intermittent fasting person, then fine, I would say that's okay. But if you're only doing that because you don't wanna feel guilty about hogging out on food, later on, it's probably not a good idea because you will end up eating like five times the amount of food because you're going to be so depleted and malnourished and starving. It'll actually backfire. So instead, what I would suggest is eat a very healthy breakfast, hit the gym in the morning, eat a healthy breakfast, maybe have like a smoothie or something. Or what I like to do is I'll saute some tempeh and a bit of coconut oil with a big helping of kale. And then I'll have that. And then maybe a protein shake after my workout. And then I'll head out to my parents. So just try to watch the amount of carbs but still give yourself some kind of food and something healthy so that you don't arrive completely starving aka tip number one right Sarah yeah I was gonna say if I fasted all morning and afternoon I would not be a nice person filled with the Christmas spirit by the time I showed up (laughs) anywhere I don't really think you're Christmas spirit filled person anyways. (laughs) No, I I actually do have quite a bit. I actually like Christmas carols. I'm that weirdo. Yeah, Yeah. we are actually both pretty big Christmas nerds. Yeah. Is anyone else? It's really the only holiday I, like, I love Christmas. I couldn't give a rat's ass about Halloween or... See, I I love them all. I'm a big holiday nerd for all of them. No, I just want to get Halloween out of the way to get to Christmas. Alright, tip number five. Take a digestive enzyme and a ginger root supplement before your big holiday hog fest. Now this is something I actually always recommend to my clients before their weekly cheat meal. So digestive enzymes, they are awesome for helping your body to metabolize the fats and the carbs that you're consuming. They help keep your digestion moving both smoothly and quickly. And something that I've started taking in recent years is a ginger root supplement because not only is it good for 
helping with inflammation if you are working out regularly. But when you take it with a high carb meal, it's also going to really help you to have easier, faster digestion. So you can find both of these for pretty cheap. I personally love the Organica brand of digestive enzyme. AOR is another company that they make a really good one. I think the ginger root supplement I buy is a Now brand and it's like seven or eight dollars for a container of it. And you want to take these both before and after your big meal. So if you're headed to your parents or your grandparents or whatever at say three o'clock, you know, at 2.30, pop each one of those back with a big glass of water, go have your snacks, have your appetizers. And then I'd probably take another one right before you have your big holiday dinner. And that will really help you to not feel as bloated and disgusting. And it's going to help you to really metabolize all those calories that you're taking in. Really good idea. Highly suggested. Uh, Tip number six, in addition to that morning workout you're going to get in, really do get outside and do something active while you're at the party. So for instance, this year at Thanksgiving, after we all had dinner, I was definitely feeling like a bloated pig because my mom's pie, it is vegan, but it's made with an entire brick of vegetable shortening. So it's pretty hard to not feel like a disgusting bloated whale after you eat a piece of this as delicious as it is. Am I right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what I did was I asked Sarah's children, let's go outside. And we ended up running up and down my parents' long driveway and they got really into it. And so I had them do a bunch of little drills and circuits and for us in Canada our Thanksgiving is before Halloween so my parents house was all decked out in Halloween decorations and I had them doing little like relay races passing like the ghost on a stick and passing the scarecrow to each other and then having to like jump over various Halloween decorations and they had so much fun and I literally worked up a total sweat doing this with them that by the time I was out of energy and I had the pie sweats I was like okay guys let's call it a day and they both were bawling their eyes out no please can we keep playing more so that was a really awesome memory that I'm always going to have and I thought that is such a cool like little tradition that I'd like to continue to do with the kids that's good for all of us and it helped them burn off some of the sugar they had consumed and I'm sure they were much more pleasant when you got them home that night not all hopped up on sugar yeah I don't maybe this year you can not push my four-year-old to the point her tummy hurts. Well, they kept asking for more, so. I know, but she's like her mother. She won't, she won't quit. Fair enough. All right. Well, maybe this year on Christmas we can take them sledding, or uh, do you remember what I did last year with them because the gym was closed and I yes. was getting yes, antsy? I yeah, I think it was two years ago because Sadie was pretty little. Yeah, and you basically held her and did lunges as you walked up and down the road. I used them as my my resistance to lunge and squat. They weren't enjoying it as much as I was. No, yeah, I think the Halloween relay was was more fun for them. Yeah, for sure. Well, now that they're older, it's more fun anyway. I guess throwing around a tiny toddler is maybe not (laughs) the safest thing. But anyway, tip number seven. Choose booze or dessert, but not both. Yeah, I'm definitely on team dessert there. Amen, sister. Me too. 
I have always said I would much rather eat my calories than drink them, which is also why I always choose to make a pudding out of my protein powder rather than a shake. When I was doing my strict dieting, my competition prep, like all these people were all about the shakes and I'm like, no, that doesn't feel satisfying to me. I need to eat my calories, not drink them. But if you're a booze hound and you just can't get enough of that rum and vegnog or I don't know what else mulled cider or I don't know what else boozy holiday drinks exist out there but if you are all about those then go for it indulge a little but maybe not have a giant piece of pie and it's easy to make a choice give yourself either booze or dessert all right tip number eight eat now cry later no Tip number eight is actually put some effort into your appearance so you feel fit and sexy when you arrive at your holiday party and choose to wear jeans over leggings. Now, I thought this was a good tip to include because I was watching an episode of Dr. Oz the other day. And did you know that women who basically live in yoga pants are prone to gaining more weight for two reasons? Hell, I could have told you that. Well, I thought this was fascinating. So apparently because leggings are so comfortable, you don't think twice about your weight or what you're eating when you're wearing them. And they actually did an experiment where these women consumed significantly more calories while they were wearing yoga pants than when they were wearing jeans. And the second thing Dr. Oz revealed was that yoga pants always stretch out over time. And it was actually pretty crazy how much the yoga pants stretched out over, it was like they showed one year and two years it was like one full size per year. So my point is that weight gain isn't necessarily noticeable when you're wearing yoga pants all the time. Good thing I live in jeans. Yeah, and I totally live in my Lululemon, so I guess I'm doomed. But yeah, I think if you wear jeans to your holiday party, you're probably going to be more conscious about what you're eating. And then when you feel that waistband really tighten after a piece of your mom's vegetable shortening laden gluten pie, then you might think twice about eating a second helping. All right, tip number nine. How many tips are there? Well, I thought 10 seemed appropriate, no? Yeah, all right. All right, anyway, we're almost there. Shut up, Sarah. Tip number nine. Drink water throughout the meal. I know I already covered this one, so I guess I only had nine tips, to be honest. <laughs> you just stretched it out. So yeah, but I'm telling you guys, this is an important one. Drink as much water as humanly possible because it really will help you slow it down, help you enjoy the food more, and let the message get to your brain that you're full, hopefully before your plate is empty. So the same goes if you are drinking a lot of booze for every cocktail or rum and vegnog you have, have a glass of water. It's gonna help prevent you getting drunk because of course, as we know, once you're drunk, you're also probably going to eat shittier as well. And finally, since some of us are getting bored and the rest of us are apparently repeating tips, Our final tip, everybody, to avoid binging your way through the holidays is tip number 10. (laughs) 
Be kind and gentle to yourself. Yes, folks, the holidays really are supposed to be a time of joy, full of vacation days, and time spent with our loved ones. But often the holidays can also bring on a ton of stress and for some people, loneliness and boredom. In fact, did you know that December is the most popular month for suicide? Really? I thought it was February. Apparently December. I know I know it's big around Christmas, but I thought it was February. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think you might have made that up. <laughs> Either way, I know a lot of people who don't have all the warm and fuzzy family moments this time of year that our family fortunately does, and so for some people, food and copious amounts of booze are used as a coping mechanism for their stress or depression, and I know a lot of the clients that we've seen over the years It's very common to adopt that whole, I'll just eat my way through December and start fresh in January, new year, new me, attitude, which we love so much. Mm, Actually, from a purely profitable point of view, (laughs) I'm not going to lie, guys. Everybody hog out. Yeah, (laughs) I like it. January is always my best month. Nevertheless, whatever your mentality or experience, if you fall off the wagon, just know it's human nature to think that you might as well just keep the hog fest going this holiday season. But before you do that, I just want you to give yourself credit for being human. Accept yourself at your messiest. And instead of thinking all these unkind, shitty feelings about yourself and thoughts about yourself or berating yourself for doing hours of damage and then doing more hours of what I call the cardio confessional, instead, try to redirect that thought and just tell yourself, hey, I'm human and For once, I'm just going to show myself a little self-compassion. This is not all or nothing. But at the same time, do have some awareness around your food choices and your actions. Try to balance it out, like I've mentioned. Our eating habits, they really do not exist in isolation. They exist in the context of our lives. So what is on your plate at dinner probably has a lot to do with what's going on in your life. All right, I think I've spoken enough hippie mindful meathead coach for this episode. Shall we get on to our review of the week, Sarah? Yes, please. I need to go home and finish my pre-surgery anxiety attack. And I think it only makes sense that you read it like Santa. Ah, great minds think alike. That's what I was thinking. Well, this week's review comes from Debbie M. And it is titled... Two very real vegan chicks, and it is five stars, of course. All right, Sarah, take it away, Santa. Listener feedback. Oh, 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 love these girls and how they keep it real. I especially like how quick and to the point they deliver their message while still keeping it light and funny between each other. Makes for a great listen while trying to bang out a 30-minute cardio session in the gym. It's also refreshing to hear another vegan meathead struggle with the same exact things I have. Emotional eating, sugar addiction, and being attached to material things. Topics so many of us can relate to. So happy to see the Shorkies spreading their wings into the podcast world. 
Keep up the good work. Thank you, Debbie M. And thank you, Santa. Although Santa kind of reminded me of Elaine's boss on Seinfeld. (laughs) Jay Peterman. Yes, Jay Peterman. (laughs) Nevertheless, he probably would make a good Santa. All right. Well, Santa, what song will we be singing to conclude the holiday binging episode? Although you guys lucked out getting that intro song. Yeah. We put a lot of effort into that for you. Yes, we wrote our own lyrics in case you hadn't noticed. <laughs> we are singing Christmas, Baby Please Come Home. By you 2 Yeah, by you 2 off of the very special Christmas. Yeah, we should probably mention that growing up, we didn't have the regular Christmas carols. Instead, we only got the pop versions of all the famous Christmas songs. So we know these Christmas songs like the backs of our hands, but... They're not the real Christmas song. We actually, we started out with Anne Murray and Engelbert Humperdinck. And then about mid to late 80s, they, they came out with all the uh, the pop songs. Yeah, which are way better, which we will demonstrate for you right now. So let's do it. It's, it's Christmas. Christmas. Baby, Baby, please, please come, come home. The snow's coming down Christmas. I'm watching it fall Christmas. Lots of people around Christmas. Baby, Baby, please please come come home. The church bells in town Christmas. They're ringing a song Christmas. What a happy sound Christmas. Baby, please come home. They're singing Deck the Halls, but it's not like Christmas at all. I remember when you were here, and all the fun we had last year. Pretty lights on the tree, Christmas, I'm watching them shine, Christmas, you should be here with me, Christmas, baby please come home. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. (laughs) And we didn't even practice that once. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. All right, well, we hope everybody has an amazing holiday season. Try to remember moderation is key this time of year and every day of the year. But everybody, have a great week, great holiday season. Thanks for listening, as always. Shorky Sisters, out! I love myself today.